to another episode of That Other Masonic Podcast. Brother Jared Atkins. <laughs> I'm Brother Todd Whaley. Coming to you live back home from Bethlehem Lodge, 574 in luscious, voluptuous, delicious. Sorry, I was thinking about chocolate cake. Yeah, I've never heard anyone ever say <laughs> called bird's eye voluptuous or anything like that. So. I'm, I'm thinking about chocolate cake. Yeah, I'm a fluffy. fat kid. You're fluffy. Uh, fluffy. Uh, man, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, we're about to do an impromptu marathon recording session. Todd said, hey, we got a busy last quarter of 2023. Let's just keep spank rolling. Oh, spank rolling. Spank banking. Spank bait. Let's keep bank rolling <laughs> material. And uh, we're going to see how long. This might be an extended season three, but we're going to keep bankrolling material. We've still got a couple episodes left in the can that you guys have not heard. Nope. And they're good, too. But eventually you'll hear them. I don't know where the timeline. I never know where the timeline of release is going to fall to. I sit in front of the computer or I fat finger an early release. <laughs> like, like what's that? happened. <laughs> but uh, we still got a couple episodes left in the can from the wonderful Vincennes number one chronicles. Wasn't that lodge is awesome. Oh man, we man. have we witnessed so many incredible things there. I mean, it did the lodge, the history of that lodge with Brett Kelton being raised there back in the day, and did everything in three nights, and just the you know, I don't know if you've seen the the pictures I took and put on the TikTok or Facebook, but that lodge did. That's amazing. phenomenal. Phenomenal yeah. is the word that comes to mind. The phenomenal one, AJ Style. Um. There's I want, a wrestling term. I want to talk. Yeah, I get a wrestling reference in on both this show and Steel Steel Toes and Scoreboards. Everybody's like, "Where's that been at?" Me and Kurt have been super busy. There's been no content released in a month and a half. I'm really? slacking, and I pay thirty nine dollars a month for that hosting versus what we pay for this one, which is way cheaper. Anyway, switch it over. Uh, speaking of downloads and and conversation, I want to talk about the month of September, or excuse me, the month of August. Uh, Todd Whaley. Yes. We average about 400, 500 downloads a month. Do we now? Yes, we do. Uh, our lowest month ever was the first month where we released episodes a week and a half ahead of, ahead of the end of the month. That was in November last year. Where we only had 89. Since then, we've never fallen below like 300-something downloads. It would be great. We right. average 400 to 500. Ask me... What our month of August? August was our return to season three after break. Ask ask me what we did our numbers in August. How were our numbers in August? Nine hundred and fifty-two downloads for the month of August. That's amazing. As the originators, <laughs> no longer the only, but no. still the first. And shout out to our brothers over at the Tales of Green Dragon. The Tales of the Green Dragon. They're doing good work up there. It kind of scares me. Why? They name their podcast Tales. Did you ever watch that Game of Thrones or Thrones or Drones or whatever it's called? Ain't that, that's uh, no. got something with dragons. I, don't, I, I never did. I don't get into sci-fi. I don't <laughs> watch that crap. It's like nobody cares about the Avengers or Marvel or none of that crap. But, <laughs> See, I don't have HBO, uh, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, Green Dragon, whatever. Them boys are rocking. They are now... Fault. They're gonna they're gonna catch us. No, that's why we got to put out content every week. This is why we're here. We're gonna record five well, episodes a, a night every week. And also, I had a couple guys reach out want to be on the podcast, and I'm like. Hey, let's go ahead and get it done. This is this whole season so far has been nothing but interview, 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 interview. Well, we might have to do a discussion later. I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, the good but, thing not everybody got to listen to our voices all the whole time. So. But I, I wanted to get on here and and I wanted because uh, we're never braggers, but by God, I'm gonna brag about 950. <laughs> That's almost a thousand downloads. Yeah. That is 48 downloads shy of 1,000 downloads for the month. 
And that's awesome, man. I mean, the two fat guys there in the end talking. I have not even come close to breaking three thousand downloads on Steel Toes and Scoreboards. Yeah. And this show is eclipsing fast. We're going to break five thousand downloads well over by our uh, one year anniversary in November. I hope so. Like, just it's out the park. Like knocking out. We have. I have so many people friend requested me, and I'm like, I don't know this person. I look, and there's Masonic paraphernalia yeah. in their profile that's pictures or. Related friends, and then, then we're getting the messages about the show. Uh, so Todd and I just want to take a minute. Oh, he's pulling up the stats right now. We want to thank <laughs> everybody for their support of that other Masonic podcast. And it's it is been great. What I, I kept saying all the time, it's been taking off and it's running. Now, within the last month, it's really off and running. Yeah, see, we got 4,900 uh, all time downloads right now. That's. Yep, see, I told you we're going to well eclipse 5,000 by our one year anniversary yeah, in so November. This is, this is pretty awesome. I mean, uh, 1,051 over the last 30 days. How many? 1,000 downloads in the last 30 days? Yeah. Why? Um, that's good, not us. That's good, the people we talk good, to. Good interview, good content, man. I mean, we're just, like, like we said at the very beginning, we're we're not academic guys. We're not esoteric guys. We're just good Freemasons. Well, I say good. You're pretty. You're a pretty good ritualist. Yeah, but, you know, we're just two guys who love talking about Freemasonry and everything about it. And then we like find other guys who are like-minded. Who would have thought that party-hardy boys like Grotto members could be such good ritualists? <laughs> I was a good ritualist before I was in the Grotto. What do you know about the grotto? Boobs and hot tubs. Boy, I wish. That's, <laughs> that's far from it right there. I know that. Only maybe boobs on some Todd, bigger guys. Todd's looking at me like, there's sometimes you don't want to see what's in those hot tubs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, since you decided to get us out here and uh, break the fourth wall, I love doing this. Everybody's like, oh, you never hear these on any other shows. We're breaking the fourth wall. We are recording on Sunday, September 10th. While we still have content, and he got me out of the house on opening weekend of the NFL season. I was like, you know, I love what we're doing if we're doing that. But anyways, it's just opening day. They got sixteen or seventeen more weeks of this stuff. So, uh, I, I are are we ready? Our I first so. episode me, today uh, is. Let me text our. We got we we like I said we have a marathon session impromptu. We're gonna get about four or five, possibly six episodes out the can. We're in here at noon on a Sunday, so we'll just rock and roll it. Todd is uh, contacting our guests. So, y'all, everybody, just sit tight. We'll be right back. You'll never know we're gone. And look at that. They never even knew we were gone. No, we were just, we were just, just here. We were just here. <laughs> so, first episode of today's marathon session. And, uh, you know, one thing we've done, we started this show in November last year. Right. And pretty much since December of last year, up until June, well, actually even after June, the big thing we promoted and talked about consistently yeah. Was what? Interviewing some of our members, brothers out there who right. you know, need to be. But what did we help heard. promote? The Oklahoma. Oh, the, yeah, the Oklahoma Indian Masonic Degree Team. So. After Brother Greg Sidwell came on here. Well, he's our first interview. The defending three-time appearance champion, Greg Sidwell. <laughs> but we decided we wanted, to, we wanted to skip back around to all the guys on that degree team are fantastic. Oh, it's awesome. But there's one brother in particular that me and you have just got like super close with and we've just we're talking to him all the time. Oh yeah. And uh he's probably the most handsome looking of all the fellas. I'm uh, waiting to hear if we hear he didn't laugh. No, he didn't. He wasn't laugh. impressed. He must be Go ahead and take it away and introduce our <laughs> guest. Well, today we have a uh, brother Loy England from Jinx Lodge and I don't know your number out there Loy, but you are a uh, you're past master of Jinx, I believe. 
Correct. I'm a two-time past master of Jinx. Okay. I was master in 2007, and I was master again last year in 2022. All right. And you're also a member of the Oklahoma Indian Masonic Degree Team. Correct. All right. So, Loy, when we uh, when we all rolled into Altmont in uh, June, uh, we were there along with the goats in Masonic Podcasting Correct. at Refreshment. Oh, yeah. And both both shows wanted to get a chance to talk to the degree team. So you guys were kind of split up. Unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to sit in with you. You were with the at refreshment guys. So we didn't really get a chance to talk to you. So we are super excited to have you on here today. Now, that being said, uh, you have been a huge supporter of the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, you run the social media for the oklahoma masonic indian degree team so you share a lot of stuff for us and help us and uh but we're super excited and you know you kind of listen to the show a lot so you know the format so you know how we're going to start this off so before we even talk about your journey to the degree team let's talk about your journey into masonry how and why did you get involved in freemasonry i got involved with freemasonry um when i was dating my wife she told me i was going to be a mason Nice. <laughs> so that's a good woman. That that being said, her grandfather knew this. So when I when I approached him about becoming a Mason, he told me I wasn't ready yet. Oh wow. I asked him a year or so later and again he told me I wasn't ready yet. Um it wasn't until a couple of years after the past and we was at the shrine doing something, and uh, one of his former patients had came in that he had taken to and from the hospitals, from, from Tulsa Dentistry Report. And um, she had stopped in, and she wanted to say thank you to Dwight, who was, who was my wife's grandfather. Right. And um, just seeing her emotions, seeing his emotions, I looked at him and said, where why can't I join? He goes, oh, I just been waiting on you just a third time. Here's your petition. <laughs> Completely filled out. He had it ready to go. He nice. had it. But it was, here it is. I've been waiting on you to ask a third time because I wanted to make sure it was your choice, not hers. That's pretty awesome right there. I, I never had to go through that, but that'd, that'd be that'd kind of special, you know? So, Loy, uh, you know, being out there in Oklahoma, uh, and we briefly, briefly got a touch on this with the members of the degree team, but uh, being out there, Freemasonry, uh, it looks like, uh, I don't know how different the ritual is from Indiana, but... See, the bathroom Mason is not much different. I, I know it. I mean, it pretty much runs the same way, but, um, you know, that show... We suck at our jobs, so when we when we interview, we hop all over the place <laughs> oh, yeah, all the time. Terrible. So like we're already jumping ship. We're already jumping ship. But <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't have any format. <laughs> what kind of differences in masonry have you seen from all the states you've traveled through? I mean, I know you guys do the degree in your way, but I'm sure you meet brothers along the way who tell you, "Well, we do things this way." How many differences in things ritual wise and floor work wise have you seen over the years throughout all these different states you've traveled to to put these degrees on? I have seen a lot of opening and closing. Um, Probably. Um, there was one state, I believe, believe it was Mississippi, who when they opened the lodge, 
the officers remain seated remain seated until a certain point where the master actually stands up, and then those officers that were named off stand up as well. Oh wow, um, that's different. A little bit. That's um, different. There's states that give the uh, deer garden sign to the master before they speak. Oklahoma, we do not. Yeah, we do here. So, um, hang on a minute, Lloyd. You guys don't do that in Oklahoma? No, we do not. We stand up and we wait for the master to recognize us. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Did you see? You see the look on my face yeah. right now? Yeah, because you, you do that. You gotta go to Oklahoma. Hey, <laughs> we're not talking about me. <laughs> no, um, Illinois kind of that way too. Sorry. Illinois, I would visit Lodge over there. They didn't. Uh, they didn't give Dugard sign to address the master either, which I thought was totally strange. I, I had to do it my way because, you know, I'm stuck in a rut. I can't change. <laughs> but, hey, uh, I know you guys have been traveling pretty extensively, uh, at least around the uh, the southwest and uh, Oklahoma. But you got to get ready to head up to Oklahoma, or not Oklahoma, but Alaska, Alaska here pretty soon. When, when is that? That is October 21st. That's a, that's a special day for me and Brother Brian, who you interviewed. Brother Brian's a fantastic guy. Yeah, I like him. He was the uh, Um, Florida State Seminole, right? I believe he was. Well, he's a Texas Longhorn fan, but we won't get into that. No, no. Hook them horns, baby. Hook them horns. (laughs) Not being from from Oklahoma. That's a sacrilege. He is is Seminole. Yeah. But that will be mine and Brian's Masonic birthday. Oh, really? That's awesome. Let's give Lori a little so, bit of applause for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little loud. We'll turn That's that down. a little down. bit loud, we'll yeah. We'll turn that down just a little. <laughs> so October 21st was your Masonic birthday. That's, that'd, be, that'd be awesome to have a, do we'll something be, like that. We'll be, in, uh, we'll be doing a Masonic convention that weekend. Yeah. People actually want us to come to Masonic Con. Yeah, we got, we got a Masonic Con up in, here in Indiana. <laughs> so I don't know if they know what they're getting into, but oh, well. <laughs> But yeah, this would be the first time you uh, you guys been to Alaska. Is that right? Correct, correct. We have never been to Alaska. Yeah. Now, were you able to go to England? Oh, uh, year, those those years they went. No, uh, the last time the team went to England, I believe was fourteen, and I didn't join the team until sixteen. Okay. Or fifteen, fifteen, sixteen. That would be neat to there. Right, but hey, but what got you interested in uh, being on the degree team? Just being a Native American heritage or, you know, well, just something you wanted to do? or We were doing a degree here, here at Gink, and um, undoubtedly, they were missing a guy. So, David comes up and asks, does anybody know the part? I said, I know the part. He goes, can you fill in at night for us? Sure, why not? Um, afterwards, you know. He and Butch made a beeline to me after the degree was over and uh, said, um, aren't you Native American? I said, yes, um, Cherokee. He goes, how would you like to be on this team? And I just went, uh, um, sure. you know, because to me, that's one of the highest things I'd ever aspire to achieve. And uh, this is the only time I've ever said this in my life. Let me go home and ask my wife first. <laughs> well, I say it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, my wife's learned that um, I, I, I'll, I'll agree to do something and then come back for forgiveness later. Yep, yep. So, um, but um, I went home and told her, and she goes, you, 
are you stupid or something? You better call him and tell him yes before they realize just how stupid you are. You know? <laughs> Brother Loy, I, yeah, I, I, have, I, have a, I have a question for you. Go for it. So, go. you know my joke, I, I love it. Because when you listen to shows, you know, they never break the fourth wall. And you never know behind the scenes and when stuff. And people love that kind of stuff. So, you know, I always do because it's my own little personal joke. So, we're sitting here recording this uh, the weekend after Labor Day. Mm-hmm. We still have content in the can for Vincennes, which by the time they hear this, it probably won't be it. I don't know. I never know when. I, I never know when I'm releasing content until I, I release it or I fat finger an early release it, like what <laughs> happened last week. But uh, we're fresh off this marathon recording session at Vincennes Lodge Number One, and I'm holding in my hand a a coin from the from the Widow Sins, a chip. I should say a chip. From the Widow Sons, one of the Indiana chapters here. Now, a bunch of those guys from that chapter were going to Oklahoma last weekend. Yeah, they went to Guthrie. So what, I want you to tell me, were you were you there? I know there was a big Oklahoma shindig masonically going down, and then there was a lot of Widow Sons from all over the country. Uh, were, were you there with all this stuff that was going down last weekend? Yes, I was. Well, tell everybody about that, because I've seen pictures from a lot of brothers on Facebook, and it looked like a great thing. Why don't you, you know, explain a little bit about what went on down there? Well, we, um, in Oklahoma, we have a um, order, order of the Sacred White Buffalo that the Indian greeting puts on. It is a little short, um, I won't call it a degree, but it's a little short play that we do, and it helps... Um, with the building fund for the Grand Lodge building. Awesome. So, so like I said, it, and uh, we were able to perform that order of the Sacred Heart Buffalo for about 150 of the brothers that were there from all around the world. And um, then we did a, a short dance program for them, kind of show them our ways of doing things and answered some questions. But there was probably, I want to venture to say there's probably a thousand widow sons. Yeah, there in was a bunch. There was pictures all across Facebook, and I mean it was, it was thick. It was thick. That is exactly right. The word I was going to use. Yeah, they were. They, everybody I know the widow son. I mean, went out there. I mean, they had, they had guys from Indonesia there. Yeah, all across the you know, Thailand, Indonesia, together Canada, Australia. I think was there. That's just amazing. That yeah. many people came to like old, said, old, uh, Oklahoma. <laughs> like I said, there was guys from Great Britain, uh, Germany, Finland, yeah. Guatemala, Peru. Oh, wow. Um, I uh, would love to Dominican come. Dominican Republic and all those, all those little islands down there. There was, there was all kinds of people. Like said, it, was a, it was a good time. I would love to come see degree work and and see oklahoma but i can't oklahoma scares the hell out of me i can't go <laughs> why huh why it's there's only down here there's only no that's not even that i'm fat i sweat i'll deal with it. there's only two things in this world that scare me and my and i'm a big boy and for me to say admit i'm scared it's pretty serious the only two things in this world scares me What's snakes that? and naders and oklahoma is the number one place in the country for naders, naders. homeboy homeboy don't mess with naders Tell us a nader. Tornadoes. Oh, shoot. Homeboy don't mess with naders. 
<laughs> you go to wintertime when you don't have it. We go outside and watch the amazing. Yeah, so <laughs> See, look, listen at You get EF5s just ripping through Enid and, and all these places and everything, and yeah. they're just sitting out there watching them 350 mile an hour wind. Give me another beer, Marv. <laughs> like, who does that? Okies. <laughs> no, not this boy. I hear we get a 70 mile an hour wind gust. I'm like, ah! I'm sitting there holding on to something. Well, you're full of it tonight, I, did, I don't. You? Uh, two things homeboy don't mess with. And I, you ever seen a fat man run a 4.240 yard dash? You let me catch a snake outside, homeboy, I'm gone. Good Lord. Oh, but so, in all seriousness. I've actually been to Jinx, Oklahoma. My uh, cousin was uh, out there I, for a I while. You used telling me that when we was on our way to Outmont that day. Yeah, we, uh, my cousin worked behind the bush out there for a little while. We went out and visited him and, uh, well, the only reason I really went is because uh, Cross Canadian Ragweed was playing at Kane's Ballroom after they did their big show at Kane's. Speaking of Cross Canadian Ragweed, Lloyd, what did you think of a song that Todd sent me to put on the Indian Degree episode? It was Cross Canadian Ragweed. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. It wasn't Ragweed. It was Oklahoma. That was a departed, wasn't it? No. Wasn't Cross it? Canadian Ragweed, Indian Man. You sent it to me. Anyway, it was a catchy tune. I believe so. I believe that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. What? It was fun. I'm I'm good with. I'm I'm good with. Anytime somebody wants to promote Indians, go for it. Yeah, yeah. I thought it fit. I thought it was very fit. I got a song picked out for this one too. (laughs) I'll never forget. Todd goes, "Are we supposed to say Indian or Native American?" I'm like, "I don't really think they're going to be offended. I really don't." See, I you know, with people these days though, I mean, most of the people like you know. The, the Indians don't get offended, but somebody else will get offended for them. Right. And it, that's what drives me crazy. But at the same time, you still got to be somewhat respectful. Hey, what do you prefer to be, you know, addressed as? I saw something on Facebook. I don't, we're not going to get canceled for this, but I saw something on Facebook. There's a huge number of Native Americans in D.C. that were offended that they changed the name from the Washington Redskins to the Washington Football Club, by the way. Really? Correct. Yeah. See, yes. did, did you hear that? We have a Native American on the phone that just mm-hmm. said correct. He knows what I'm talking about. Well, He's seen it too. Well, I know. They, the, the the Native American tribe up there, granted that football team the permission to use Redskins. Mm-hmm. The Indians gave them that permission. So yeah. why are you offended? We gave you permission to do it. <laughs> they because everybody's woke now. They don't want to offend anybody who might I, get offended by it. Anyways, well, we it's don't, like the Cleveland Indians. You know why they're called the Indians? No, because it. back in the twenties or teens, whatever, when they were founded, they had a big Indian playing for them. who was a really good yep. player, so they called they just nicknamed the Cleveland Indians, and it just stuck. You know what my beef with the Cleveland Indians and the Washington Redskins are? Since you decided you were changing your name to be politically correct this time, Washington had three years to come up with a team name, <laughs> and they settled on Commanders. <laughs> like I get it, it's DC. Yeah, but like you had three the, seasons, bro. Could have been the Patriots, but Cleveland Indians. They decided, you know, in two years we're gonna. You had two years, and you come up with Guardians, which is catchy because the big bridge going into Cleveland is the Guardian Bridge, and it is it. Yeah, yes, it protects. Like you know, it's a spiritual thing to keep people. But I'm like, do you guys suck at team, well, team names? <laughs> anyways, we're anyways. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna steal point from Todd to ask the question that Todd usually asks, bro. Lloyd, you take yourself back when you first got in. What kept you coming back into Lodge? Because most people, they get the title. Or not most. A lot of people. Yeah, they get the, they get the title. They're like, hey, I'm a Mason. I don't care. And then they pay dues, and you never see them again. What kept you coming back to Lodge, you know, month after month? 
I, I believe it was just the the interesting people that were here at the time. Um, I grew up a lot. I, I grew up around my grandparents a lot, and I interacted with them, you know, almost on a daily basis. So when when I showed up here at, at here at Jinx, I was the youngest person by almost twenty years, if not more. Yeah, I've been there. That's a young. <laughs> so like I said I was in my early thirties. Where like I said the, I think the closest guy to me was right around fifty. Oh wow, yeah, that's about what so, I was. But these guys were interesting. They were they were unique. They they had something to offer me that I wanted. You know, and I didn't realize just how much I learned from them until years later, looking back at it. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm like, um, wow, I picked up more than I thought I did from so-and-so or this brother or that brother. And not just masonry either, but also in life, those guys. Correct. Correct. I I joined when I was 24, and uh, I was the youngest uh, by probably 34 years. Jesus, See, was, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was. A bunch of old biddies just sitting around up there in Tipton or what? Pretty much, man. We got in there and uh, we had a we had a, a, a youngish. Uh, well, I guess ma- I was master. too when I was raised. I was the young. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of young guys coming in. I was 20 years old. I mean, there yeah. wasn't a whole lot of. I guess I, I guess I can say it right here in yeah. this very lodge room we're sitting in. Yeah. But, you know, I don't think a lot of people understand that. Like, when those young guys join, these old guys are there to. You know, they're not wanting to shun us or ignore us. I mean, they want us in here, and they want to pass all this knowledge. Not just Freemasonry, but just, you know, the knowledge of life in right. general. Life in general. Yep. I mean, no one's ever said, I'll give you financial advice. I mean, I'll say that. But just, you know, we talk and stuff like that. And they say, well, maybe you should have done this or you should have done that. And you know, Or one time I did this and it worked out pretty good for me. And, you know, just little, just little, little stuff like, like your grandpa would give you. A little piece of advice right. here and there. And, that, and that, that, that's just it. Like I said, we... Um, the guy who taught me my my uh, lectures, the the work and stuff, he was a past grandmaster of the state. Oh wow! Like I said, I was I was very fortunate to have Brother Slim Wilson Haney teach me everything that I you know was learning at the time. Um, but there was guys we we had an old Tyler that sat here. He was worshipful master of this lodge in nineteen fifty two. When oh, I joined wow. in 2000. <laughs> and he was still coming. He was still active. And um, Brother Bill Curtis was his name. And he would t- he, he would just sit out here. And I asked him one, one night. I said, Brother Bill, why are you the Tyler? Tell me why you chose to be the Tyler. He goes, because someone needs to sit in this chair who can teach the inner princes and the fellow princes are coming in their work. Well, they're in there having their boring business meeting. That's true. He goes, I would rather sit here and teach you two or three questions off your categorical lecture and impart some knowledge to you that you may or may not use later on in life. And, you know, and I took that. And so I was, after I was worship master the first time, I was Tyler for 13 years. Oh, wow. I don't know if I can do that. I like being in here too much. <laughs> I'm creeping Brother Loy's Facebook right now. Look oh. at look at that smiling face. I know he looks. Handsome Does he face. not look like a brother that anybody <laughs> from anywhere could just sit up in lodge and just chat with oh, and yes. have 
great fellowship. He just like he's like the most smilingest <laughs> brother I've ever seen. Oh yeah, I really I really enjoy being around all the guys. No home degree. I like I enjoy being around Masons. You know, I just uh, That's my it wife right there. My wife asked me the other day, said, Why do you like just being around a bunch of old guys and sitting in lodge and I'm like you gotta kinda be there. Tell tell Lori the real truth. She's asking why we're leaving to go recording all the time, and she never thought. We never thought. No, she never thought we. What we, what, we catch property. lightning in a bottle here across the Hoosier State, like a like I joke, you know, all these Masons in the Hoosier State, and we're the first. And we were the first ones up, and it's like. Anyway, Loy, I gotta I gotta ask you something, and I and I gotta circle back to to June in Illinois again. I got some okay. pictures on my phone. Of a certain interaction between you and Brother Yoshi from the Goats at Refreshment, and yep. uh, I wondered if, for those listeners of ours that don't know what I'm talking about, I wonder if you could tell them about your little encounter and interaction with Yoshi. He gave me a little presentation, a little gift. He did. I want, and, and it, I wish I didn't start recording until halfway through. So I hope you can save my butt here and tell everybody exactly what went down. Well, in the Native American culture. Where we exchange gifts, or we meet somebody and and, and, and exchange gifts or friendship, um, he had given me something, and off the top of my head, I do not remember what it was, but uh, I had been carrying around this um, choker for almost a year that I was that was given to me, and. I mean, it was, it, it, it's old. You can tell it was old because it had wooden beads. Oh, wow. We don't oh, wow. use wooden beads anymore. We use plastic or glass or, Hand you know. Bead, probably. Right. And um, he, he just struck me as being genuine, as being oh, yeah. um, just one of a kind. And <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that's therefore, sure. I, you know, I went back and I, I pulled that choker out and I gave it to him as a token of friendship and brotherly love, because to me nothing's more important in this world than our brothers. Absolutely. Whether I whether I just met you or I've known you for twenty five years, you know this is this is something that means the world to me. Brother and, Brother Yoshi got a little tongue tied at that oh, yeah. when that happened too. That was that yeah, was. I've never seen him speechless either. Yeah, he oh, was. Know that? No, I mean you, you see him on a podcast. He's a pretty he's you know, cool for those good speaker, but yeah, for those that that aren't aware, Yoshi's the one that does the cool guy approved on at refreshment. That's <laughs> yeah. that's his shtick, you know, and and he's not one to get speechless. But like I said, I caught the second half of that and started filming after it was halfway through. When Brother Lloyd presented him with that choker, Yoshi got like Yo, choked yes, up. Yes, yeah. absolutely he did. And I looked at Todd, I'm like, this is so cool. <laughs> well, the whole day up there, I don't know, just, um, it, it was so awesome because, you know, first we got to do a podcast with one of our buddies. We one of our buddies advice up there, Greg Sidwell. And, and we got to sit there and interview a past grandmaster for the state of Oklahoma yeah, and which, Ron Chambers, by the way, right, yeah. which was awesome. Yeah, which he's a super knowledgeable guy. I mean, he was a hoot, too. I mean, he, he, he was cracking up the whole time. But, I mean, that whole day up there, I mean, I, I, if I ever get a chance to see you guys again, I'm definitely going to see you. We're trying to we get are going to get a chance to see him again. We're going to get the other two lodges in Dubois County helping us. We're going to pool funds together, and we're going to – all three lodges in Dubois County are going to come together. And I'm and, – and, 
the people listening right now, we get a lot of listeners from all three lodges. You guys hear me? We're going to pull our funds together, and we're going to make these boys come down to southern Indiana, and we're going to get this done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I well, got to put and on the website. There, and like you said, David and I will give you helpful hints in order to make it uh, something where you won't lose money at. Yeah. And you know, Brother Lloyd, there's interest there because I tell you what, when we got back from Altmont for our, our – we meet the first Wednesday of the month. So when we got up here for our July meeting, uh, Brother Todd wasn't here. His little one was having surgery that week, so oh, Todd, Todd, was, Todd was out. He, was, he wasn't there. So when I presented the coin and, and told everybody about it, we had a 35-minute discussion, which Todd just was like, Really? When I'm finally gone, you guys have an extended discussion about yeah. something. But there Usually was, I'm the one that starts all the discussions. In the there was interest from everybody in the lodge, including the guys who are usually like, come on, man, I want to go home. Let's get this over with. Yeah. Everybody was enamored with this. Yeah, they I, wanted to know as much as they could. Yeah, I brought it up at the last lodge, too. We still, at last statement, when you couldn't make it, and everybody's like, yeah, we're, we need to get this going. I said, well, okay, I'm going to get a committee together, and we're going to get this working out. So. So we're definitely going to have you guys here in Southern Indiana at some point. I, I know I'm going to get blackballed in masonry for saying this. Oh, boy. Well, my, you know, my dad's like, you can't have a Masonic podcast. You get in trouble. Well, I'm saying something on this Masonic. I took a couple pictures during the degree when I was sitting oh, with. Oh, you're the one. With, yeah. Well, I didn't post them on social media, though. Didn't want to didn't break the rules. But I was like, I'm going to show these to my dad because he is a master mason. So maybe I shouldn't have been taking photography during a degree. But yeah. you know, some Don't people might frown that. upon that. But I'm like, hey, my dad doesn't travel. He's not. He's a dues payer. He doesn't have time to go to lodge. I wanted him to experience this. So I, I took a couple pictures. You know, if people want to blackball me, then you can come pull my dues card right now. But I showed my dad some of the pictures I took during the degree, and my dad's like, if they ever come down, I'm like, well, that's what we're working on. Yep. So, uh, a sight to behold. So, go ahead and pull my dues card, blackball me. I took pictures during a third, <laughs> the second half of a Master Mason degree. I, I think you're going to be all right. I think I'll be all right. The Grand Lodge of Indiana, for whatever reason, is supporting us. So, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why either. But, anyways, uh, but uh, for that meant a lot to me to get this thing going. That's when yeah. I, I mean, you started talking about it. That's when we started talking to Loy about it. For my dad, who, you know, is a dues payer not an active member and you get on me every time i say that but for him to be like if they'll come down here i'll go see that oh, that's yeah. that meant a lot I'm like okay let's get this going yep. because i think every i think everybody that's a master mason should see master mason master mason i'm on one today and you're on the radio too that's yeah <laughs> everybody should see this mm-hmm. it's phenomenal and unfortunately and, Loy, you heard me say this on the episode with Greg. I had to take an emergency phone call from my dad, so I had to duck out of the gym, and the part I missed was the what, – what, what should I say? The chant or the prayer? Oh, yeah. Well, the, it's the, a prayer. The, yeah, the, that, the I missed that, so I did not get to see that, and I heard that was – everybody was like, that was one of the best parts. So, unfortunately, I didn't get to see that. Well, Loy, what is – I mean, you guys are all – you know, you guys are all different tribes and everything, but you're all chanting the same words. I mean, what, what exactly are you guys trying to emphasize there? Well, every all those are prayers. What they're, they're and uh, and I don't remember which two languages are used there, but we're not given the words to those prayers. We have to sit there and pick them up okay. as you are as you listen to them after you know and during Easter drink you. You pick it up little by little, 
And um, so it's we're Native Americans probably some of the most spiritual people out there. Oh yeah. We pray about everything. We pray about we don't always you know we, we always pray over our dinner, but we also think we we you know if we're out hunting or fishing, we thank the animal for giving up its life oh, yeah. so that we can sustain ours. Or uh, you know we don't try to harm the 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 soil or anything like that. You know we're you know we're very conscious of what we're doing. So, okay. That being said, that those are those are prayers that yes are are sung, but that's just the way that we pray. Okay. It was very interesting. I mean, I knew you guys were gonna. I knew I knew there was something in there as far as you know Native American language. I mean, I almost thought you're gonna do the obligation in Native American uh, Native American <laughs> language, but that'd be a little bit difficult. <laughs> Brother Loy, for those brothers who may have been sleeping under a rock and haven't checked out the show, which maybe some have, maybe some, maybe some have, <laughs> um, can you explain to everybody just about all the different um, tribes that are a part of the degree team? Okay, um, we have several brothers who are Cherokee now. Um, we have a guy who is Seminole. We have a Pawnee. Um, we have a couple of uh, brothers who are Muskogee Creek. Um, we've got one brother who is Apache. We got see. A I told brothers. you I knew that one guy had to be well, an Apache. It was also when he tells that he was Apache. Uh, Lloyd and his buddy there to. The stewards were like, ooh. Yeah, see, I knew it. I was like, hey. I, 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 yeah. I, I lost it when you guys did that because I knew somebody would be like, oh, there's only one Apache. I said, well, yeah, they're all scared of it. Yeah. That's, all, that's all we need. <laughs> yeah. You don't need very many and, Apaches. <laughs> and believe it or not, he is, he said, believe it or not, he is 92 or 93 years yeah. old. Yeah, but he's still out and there. still going. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he was cracking jokes, too, so. Yeah, but you guys made that degree fun too. It wasn't like you're all you know totally serious the entire time. That's why I kind of enjoyed more than anything. Is you guys had fun with it, and I think well, I think that's what Freemasonry needs sometimes. No, granted, we don't make light of the third degree. Right. I want I want everybody to know that we don't make light of it. But because of who we are and what we are, the most worshipful Grand Lodge of ancient pre accepted Masons of the state of Oklahoma allows us to deviate slightly mm -hmm. from the accepted ritual. And when I say slightly, I mean a quarter of a mile, because we do. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and tell everybody right now what, what was the joke that was one of the many jokes that oh, was made. <laughs> well, no, we'll get – oh, that's something else. No, yeah, the joke. Bring that up, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, uh, the joke. Oh, yeah. They were walking, and you could hear coins jangling, and, and the you know, they got the money. What should we do now? I think there's a casino around here. <laughs> and 500 Masons in a high school gymnasium, middle school, just <laughs> lost it. Because I think it might – I don't think it was Loy. I think it was Brian. I could have been wrong. Yeah, it was Brian. Yeah. But he's like, it let's go Brian. to the casino. You want to go to the casino? <laughs> <laughs> We're going back here. Let's go to the casino. We got coins in our pockets now. <laughs> and I looked at Wes Reuter because I was sitting by Wes for Matt Refresh, but I'm like, did they really just say that? Wes couldn't even talk. Yeah, the little, little stuff like that always cracks me up. I mean, I got just have they throw a little line there, make it a little funny, you know, make everybody laugh. I know my third degree, I was cracking up. 
during my whole entire third degree. I always try to do that with any degree I'm involved in. Like I said, most of the time in Oklahoma, they are very serious. Right. But like I said, we get to have just a little bit of fun. Oh, yeah. And like I said, I don't remember who was the uh, senior deacon that day, but. Um, oh, I can't remember. What was it, though? I, I, can't, I don't remember who it was. I can't remember if it was David or who it was. but I thought David sat in the East for that. Yeah, David was in the East for the second half, and. Uh, Oh, who said it might have been Ron. I think it. I think it was Ron it Chambers. Was Ron, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it was Ron Chambers who did that. And then, and then we didn't pull off the other gag. Okay. <laughs> Wait, there's another one. Oh, I'm yeah. sure there's a number. Oh God. We definitely got him out here now. Not, yeah. <laughs> now I also saw on your on the Facebook page you guys do a a, a dance presentation also. He said something about that earlier, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We. Um, Privilege to see that. Um, most of us, most of us are straight dancers, um, which is a style that was developed here in Oklahoma after we were all forced here, and they took away all of our all of our regalia. Sorry about that. <laughs> so, like I said, that that's what that was from was so we we had to come up with something because we couldn't do our normal our normal uh, dances. So that that materialized there. Um, Brother Butch is what we call a fancy dancer. Okay. And um, he, with him being 81 years old, that's a young man's game. I'm talking teenager game. Oh, really? Because you that's fast-paced, and you have to stop on a dime when it comes to that point. Oh, wow. And Butch can still do it. <laughs> well, see, I follow some uh, people on TikTok, and they, uh, they do a lot of lives from some of the uh, Native American dance competitions. I think they're competitions or just gatherings. Yeah, but you'll see them. Out, yeah, powwows. I guess you whatever you want to call it. I, they didn't. They didn't understand what it was, but it was definitely Native American. I don't know where it was at. Maybe in Oklahoma, it could have been Arizona, for all I know. But you see them out there in the full dress regalia, and they got the jingles and the jingles and the bright colors, and it's just beautiful to watch. Yes. But there's sometimes it's pretty boring in between them sometimes. Like, okay, go something else. You know how I am. But but some of the dances yeah. they have are just amazing. And I remember reading in a uh, – back when I was in middle school, I was in track pretty big, and I started reading this uh, this track magazine the coach gave me. And it, it talked about these Native Americans and how they condition for the dances and stuff like that, mm-hmm. how they take certain supplements and they – uh, do certain kind of training just to do these, you know, these, I guess, certain kind of traditional dances. I'm like, wow, I don't, never really thought about that. But I guess it, yeah, it really would, you know, wind you pretty good if you think about it. Oh, yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> you know, you think about not really sports teams, and I, I'm going somewhere with this, but you think about people that do presentations in various walks of life right. when they when they have like teams that go and put on presentations right. whether it's a public speaking engagement or like a fundraiser or something they all have a consistent uniformed look right mm-hmm. yeah what was unique to me about the degree team is that while they all have a a look because they're all wearing the headdress and the regalia and everything, the regalia, mm-hmm. each member's look was different. Yeah. And was retrospective to kind of the the tribe their, that they're a part person, of. 
That and their personality. And that right. and their personality. Like, there was not one single apron that looked the same. No. There was so, not uh, one single set of feathers that looked the same. So when they get up there at the end of the degree and they take these pictures, you see all these different vast, vibrant, brightful colors and yeah. just looks phenomenal. And which brings me to the segue of we asked questions when we interviewed the degree team about, you know, the feathers and everything. And we wondered how they were able to do that, to which Ron opened up his phone and showed me these guys. For for those listeners that missed the degree episode, they have to have federal papers permits to carry this stuff. Carry the eagle feathers, yeah. Yeah. They're legal for anybody else to have. That's correct. That's fascinating yeah, to me. To me, the, the, whole, the whole idea of just building that whole regalia and everything would just be amazing. To watch somebody brand new, you know, into the degree team and watch them, you know, how they pick and why they picked it. And like with Brian, he, I saw him wearing a uh, maroon, and I knew he was Seminole from interviewing him. And I'm like, if I had known he was Seminole already, I would have guessed he was Seminole. Florida for, State Seminole, right, that's a Texas Maroon. Longhorns fan. Well, yeah. And they're in Oklahoma, the Red River rivalry, baby. Yeah, I don't get it. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. <laughs> hey, Baker Center, Baker Center. hey, Loy, um, the apron that you gave to the brother in Illinois. Correct. Now, do you, every degree you guys put on, do you give a different apron to every candidate, or are they all pretty much the same? And who and where – who are who? Who's making these aprons, or where are you getting from? This isn't something that's mass produced. This has no, got to be no. custom made. No, each one of each one of them is custom made. Uh, they they may have different patterns on them as far as what um, uh, ribbon she puts on the borders of the apron, but they are very much unique in that aspect. Beautiful no, aprons. They are, they are not made in China, Pakistan, or anywhere else. They are made right here in the state of Oklahoma by a native lady. And the only way you can get one of those aprons is to be raised to the sublime degree of Master Mason by the Oklahoma Masonic degree team. One of these days. You can't you can't beg borrow or steal them. One of these days um, we're gonna we're gonna rob an armored car. <laughs> We're going to send these guys about a million in cold cash. And we're going to, when we actually have a legit recording studio one day, yeah, we we're going to frame that up where it's viewed on camera. And I got these shiny beads, I'll trade you. <laughs> uh, so you can come to Oklahoma. We have this shiny casino that we'll uh, send you to to take your money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but if you win, you got to give us beaver pelts and, <laughs> and uh, turkey feathers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Loy, what's the furthest you have traveled as being a part of this degree team? Now, you've been a part of the team for a while, you said. So what's the furthest you have traveled since you've been on the team? Have you traveled out of the country or have you I stayed? Have, no, I've not traveled out of the country. Um, probably the furthest that I've traveled is Maine. Oh, wow. We went That'd to Maine a year or two ago, and that was just beautiful up there. Um, uh, the people were were you know, just, just phenomenal. I guess everywhere we go, the people are great. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell this story. If you got a moment. Yeah. Hey, um, this is your episode. We can, I got, I got a 37 (laughs) hours of tape left, so you're good. Okay. Um, we went to Delaware, um, year before last. And, uh, we were there for five days, which is, which is unheard of because it's usually 
we leave on a Friday, do a degree on Saturday, and come home on Sunday. Right. Right. But we went up on Wednesday, and we got to really meet these people and get to really know these people. Um, I had made a joke Wednesday or Wednesday night or Thursday morning about, are there any fish up here? Because I like to fish. Um, you know, just whatever. And uh, they said, yeah, we've got plenty of fish up here. And I started naming them all. And, okay. Well, that night, the Grandmaster looks over and uh, he asked uh, a brother there. And he goes, what are you doing tomorrow? He said, sir, I'm sitting up here like I'm supposed to. He goes, nope. Find someone else to do that. You're going to take him fishing. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? Huh? I get to go deep sea fishing? What? <laughs> you know? Go deep sea? Heck yeah. So, yeah, I was all in. So, yeah, it was, like I said, just the things that, you know, you know, the special things like that that, you know, really hit home. And, um, well. Brother Matt, if you're listening, again, I want to say thank you. You oh, know, yeah, that'd be, that'd be an awesome, awesome trip to go on right there. It's main. I need you to take the show and take the lead for me because I'm going to hunt up a picture from that day in Altmont <laughs> and then I'm going to send it to Lloyd while we're on the phone because there was one brother on that team whose name I cannot remember and he struck me as such a unique character. And, uh, <laughs> oh, here it he is. Here, here's the file trip to Illinois. So just, just take the point for a minute. All right. And then I'm going to send it to Lloyd and he's going to be like, hey, who guess. is this guy? Michael Ribbonick. Hang on, let me look and see. Let me look and see. I'll tell you a little bit about his gear. Okay, so. Where was he sitting at? Well, he took a picture of me outside. So he's got a black apron, a a red shirt. Uh, well, I guess that could be any of them. Let me just send you this. It, 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 no, I know who it is. It's Michael Ribbon. Well. Was he a junior warden that day? Or? I don't remember. Yes, hey, he was. I, I guarantee you he'll probably like that's the guy. Check your check your Facebook Messenger. This this is professionalism right yeah, here on that yeah, other Masonic podcast. Here you go. Let me see the picture. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Lloyd, Lloyd I, that's not sending. Dang it. Yeah, he's a, he was a junior the junior warden. He that asked day. me. He goes. Well, how's come you want a picture with me now, brother? You didn't want one with me earlier. I'm like, because well, I, I, you got the feathers on, man. <laughs> Lie. Yeah, um, his apron is black, and there's yellow and red trim on it. And he's got a red shirt. He's got the white tie, sash, whatever. His feathers are black, white, and red. Yep, it's yeah, Michael. It's Michael, yeah. He strikes me. Tell me a little bit about him. He was a. He shook my hand. I think he, I kind of didn't know how to take it, but I didn't know if he was kind of serious or if he was just joking. But he struck me as a character. Tell me about that, brother. Michael is a character. I will say this. Um, I, I think my second or third degree with the team was his Master Mason degree. Oh, wow. So, and he joined the team straight after he, he became a Master Mason because he knew Butch and, and and these guys and grew up around them. So, they automatically just, you know, you, you, you need to come on the team and work, yeah. you know. So, when uh, you're, you're not... When, when we ask you to join the team, you're not automatically a member. Right. You are a probationary member to see how you fit in with us. Oh, that's like joining the uh, FBI. You get the F, but you don't get the BI until like way later. That's, correct. that's what that is. Yeah. Correct. You are a probationary member. And um, Michael and I were probationary members. 
together. Okay. Um, we were actually voted on to the team. Uh, the day Brian Driver was raised to the Master Mason degree. Okay. That was our. That was the day that we became officially members of the degree team. All right. But we both traveled with the team for almost two years prior to that. Oh wow. He he just struck me as a character. He was a funny guy. Made he, me laugh. But he, he was like, he, "You you want to pitch with me now, brother? Why well, didn't well, wasn't good enough for one earlier?" And I'm like, "Is is he joking? Is he mad? Like what? we didn't no, get a chance to get to everybody." He, uh, he he's having a good time. So he is having a good time. So yeah, well, yeah. Michael is Michael's one of the kind, and I wouldn't trade Michael for a hundred drawings or nothing. I was, you know. How many people is on the degree team? I, I thought Brother Ron said that you've you've got a few guys who are alternates. If a guy can't make the degree, you got another. You know, somebody will go out. But all together, how many people help make sure this thing goes off? I mean, you you got guys that travel. Do you have guys that like help do setups or anything? Like, how many people all together is a part of this? Um, no, uh, Brian and I usually do all the setup. Um, as far as actual guys that are members of the team, there's probably 22 or 24 guys who are actually members of the team. That's incredible. Now, yeah, it is. we don't, like you said, there's a lot of them that don't travel with us or don't come out unless we just have to have somebody. A fill-in, an alternate, basically. Right, right. Okay. So, Yeah. Brother Loy, here's a here's another question we usually uh, try to ask everybody, and we get some unique and different answers. Uh, do you have a favorite part of ritual throughout Blue Lodge? I mean, everybody's oh, tend to has a favorite part or something, a part they like to do, a part they like to see or participate in. I mean, everybody's generally got one piece of of ritual that they hold near and dear to their heart. Well, I've got I, there. There's a couple of things. I like to be the one giving the cat lecture, the categorical lecture. Okay, crossfire. We crossfire. Um, yeah. We call it the work lecture, crossfire, right. catechism, right. whatever. Yeah. That's what I like doing. I, I do I do that. Because I want to make sure that it's not just a monotone voice. I want somebody in there with a reflection, someone who's putting emphasis on the words that need emphasis, you know. And then another thing that I really enjoy is the ties and duties that we give at the end of the Master Mason degree. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm Ron's backup. When he, when brother Ron can't make it, I, I'm the one who steps in and does that. So, now one thing I noticed in the master mason degree is uh, you guys didn't do a Bible presentation. No, to, we, to we, you know what they didn't do that, did they? Uh, no, now they that I think about, it, there was no Bible presentation, was there? Uh-uh. Because in Oklahoma, we do that in the Eric Prince degree. Oh, okay. Really? Now that see, that's, that's, that's the stuff we. That's the content we like getting yeah. right there. Yeah, that's why is that? Can I? What do you know about that? Why is that? I don't know why. I I, I there. I don't. I don't. I don't know why we do it in their French degree. Um, uh, I've been told. I don't know this for a fact, but I I've, I've been told that um, our work is very closely related to New York. Okay, we're we're so, kind of in line with New York too. That's just interesting to me because usually around here in the Hoosier State, and obviously Todd and I, or well, Todd has. I haven't really been a part of many out of state degrees in the fifteen years I've been. But what I'm familiar with in the Hoosier State, you you do it during the third degree because yeah. while the candidate is, you know, 
in the early stages, the brother you pass the Bible around that degree, and everybody's signing the Bible. Mm-hmm. So he gets it at the end of the night. It's got you know twenty, thirty, forty, fifty signatures in it. Right. And yeah. here you're getting it as a well. I can kind of see. It, I can kind of see coming to the enterprise degree because that's the first time you're going to see it. I mean, it's like you right. get your apron on the EA degree. Well, you get the Bible too. Well, yeah. Wait. The actual Bible itself is not given out until the Master Mason degree. Okay. But there is a there's a part in the Interior Prince degree that explains why we have that Bible, why we have that book there. Okay. Now I know um I was reading somewhere, uh, on some uh, forum somewhere, but you guys have a fellow craft degree, do you guys have something called the Mother Soliloquy or the right, we have the eulogy to mother. Oh, okay. All right. Tell and, us about um, that. Yeah, tell us whatever you can about it without giving it away. But it's it's just a piece that makes you stop and reflect and think about womanhood, um, about the person who probably means more to you than you realize, and that's your mother. Of course. You know, it was it was her, or her alone that, you know went down and, you know, and delivered you, you right. know, whether it be natural or whether it be C-section or however. Mm-hmm. She risked life and death to bring you into this world. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that being said, it, it just makes us stop and reflect, and that's the type of love that we need to show our fellow brother. Yeah. You yeah. know, so. That's very cool. So let me ask you this, uh, Loy. How much um, in Oklahoma, how much of Native, the Native American heritage influenced the ritual, you think? If at all. I mean, That's an actually really good question. I'm proud of you. Fist bump. Look right, at you. See, Look at you. See, I'm kind of smart sometimes. <laughs> Maybe you should be in charge of the show. Maybe you should be executive producer. No, I'm the content creator. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Loy. That's what I do. That's what I do. That's what I'm known for on the show. I interrupt. I yeah. bring humili- or humor. There we go. No, not, I don't humiliate. It's the humor. Yeah, big words. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we love. I love you, brother. I'm so thankful I to meet you. you. I love you, brother. I do. Like I said, I'm not sure there's a lot other than the degree team itself in doing the Master Mason degree. Um, like I said, most of it, from what I've been able to tell, is fairly, you know, comparable. To other states and the way they do degrees. Um, okay. Like I said, I don't. I unfortunately do not get to see many degrees because when I go out of state, it's because I'm traveling with the team. Right, right. So, like I said, I don't always get to see degrees. I get to see a lot of people open and close. Yeah. And but. And but, Illinois opening and closing is a little bit different from ours. Uh, um, you've said that before. Brother Loy, ask me what the most depressing part about that day in Altamont was. I, I know, okay. you're, I know you're curious. Ask me what the most depressing part was. Hell, I'm curious. <laughs> what was it, brother? So I got super excited. I'm like, this is awesome. And I was thinking, like, this is so cool. There's got to be a way this white boy can be affiliated with this. And then that's when Ron's like, yeah, you know, to be a part. And I didn't even ask. He was just like, yeah, you know, in order to be a part of the team, you have to have Native American heritage. And I'm like. Like my face, I was like a newborn. I was like, I was, I was like holding a balloon, and like my dad come and popped it. I was like, there's got to be a way this white boy can get affiliated with this, you know, do a little bit of help there. And I'm, nope. I'm like, 
That's depressing. Well, don't they have sycamores or something like that? He called. I don't. Or, so, yeah. we we do have a few brothers on the team who have been part of the team associated with us in the past who are sycamore. You know that tree that's white and slick? Ah, that's me. I'm white and white. I don't know about white and <laughs> slick, but I'm white and white. You're lumpy, not slick. And, um, <laughs> uh, we we just lost a dear brother about three years ago uh, who was who traveled with the team. He was actually part of my degree in 2000. And for me to be able to do a degree with him was an honor. Mm-hmm. And then... To be a Paul Burr when he passed was pretty much the icing on the cake to me. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, brother. Yeah, but like it's it's it, it's it's a part of it's a part of life. Oh yes, death because we're not going to that Grand Lodge above unless we pass. That's right. So no, I'm not looking forward to it, but I, I'm making myself ready for it every oh, yeah. day. Oh yes, 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 yes. Oh, shoot. No, no, I don't care. Yeah. Well, what are you doing over there? Okay. No, nothing. I, I was just checking my messages. I no, thought no, I had a text. Me over here, Sorry. So. <laughs> we won't. That's one, one hour more. down. We got 36 hours of tape yeah. left to go. Keep going on this then. <laughs> um, shoot. He said he had something. You just cut him off. Okay. Look at you. Did I really? Yeah, Lloyd was yeah. going to say something. I learned from the best. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The day, I got my master, the day I got my Master Mason degree. I show up at Lodge, and I grew up about 85 miles from Jinx in, in, in Tahoe, Oklahoma, which is the home of the Cherokee Nation. Right. Um, but I, I walk in to the, to the Lodge room, and I look over in the south, and there sits a man who lived less than a quarter of a mile from my house. Oh, wow. Growing up. And I walk over to him and I said, uh, Mr. McIntosh, because that's how I addressed this man my whole life. Right. What are you doing here? I heard there was a Master Mason degree today, so I came up for it. Really, this is it's, it's my Master Mason degree. He goes, oh, really? So you did turn out to be worth something. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, but that's one of the best compliments I've ever gotten in my life. Was that. for, and that just happened to be Brother Butch's brother. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So I got to travel so, 85 miles to come see your mathematics degree. He was actually a part of the. He was actually a part of the Indian degree team. Oh, wow. He was a Mason, and I did. I had no clue growing up. Yeah. Lloyd, a lot uh, of people like that. <laughs> this isn't even closely having anything to do with Freemasonry. This is just me having you educate me and some of the listeners exactly how big ballpark is the Native American population out there in Oklahoma. I, I'm off the top of my head, I figure it's got to be massive. It's, there's got to be a massive amount of different Native American tribes all over the Okie State, right? Yeah. There, we're, there's probably, I want to say, 75 or 80% Native American out here. Really? Yeah, to yeah. think they all a lot of them just ended up right there in that one which they're well, all no, over no. the country but they like got, they got well, moved well yeah, i know they got pushed moved. here yeah, yeah. They, i know <laughs> i wouldn't i wasn't trying to say that but right, okay yeah. since todd said it katie bardor they got 
you know, they shoved him like, you guys go over here and you stay as long yeah, as it was. They, but marched, like, they marked the Cherokee, though, there out of Appalachia. Yeah, but so. to think that that many people fill up that big a part of the state, that, that yeah. many, that percentage, that's wow. What's the uh, what's the biggest population out there as far as tribal? Is it Cherokee? It's got to be or? Cherokee. Got to be Cherokee. It is Cherokee. Okay. Yeah. Fun fact, and I know you're going to laugh at me, and I don't go around telling anybody this because one, they wouldn't claim me. Two, people think I'm an idiot. And three, anytime I open my mouth, I prove I'm an idiot. Well, However, every one of those, yeah. Down yeah. the down the Atkins bloodline, back several generations, there was a huge influx of Cherokee down the Atkins family line. I don't know where. Yeah. I don't know how many generations back it was. It was several. But there was a lot of intermingling of Cherokee and I guess we'll call it Caucasian. There was <laughs> a huge Merrick. So, yes, very much so. Yeah, my dad always said we were some part Cherokee. But it was, uh, from what the story I kind of vaguely heard was my uh, was one of my ancient relatives during the Trail of Tears, living in Missouri and everything, bought one of the daughters off one of the Native Americans and married her. And I guess I had a great life with her. Oh man! Know. I don't know how far back it goes. I don't. I don't have any names. I don't have any proof of it. But Dad always said that his, uh, I guess, great grandmother would talk about it and how. I guess I don't know. Somehow we have a little bit of Cherokee in us, but right now we're. I'm a big mutt. <laughs> what should I title this episode? Trail of Tears. <laughs> I, <don't think> I, <laughs> I want to <laughs> use Billy Ray Cyrus's Trail of Tears song because it had a good beat. That's going to be the intro for this episode. Oh, you have to check it out. Hmm. Most beautiful mullet I've ever seen was Billy Ray Cyrus's. Yeah, maybe. I was six years old in '93 when Achy Breaky came out. I don't know. Man. Don't Patrick, tell my Patrick Swayze at Roadhouse, pretty badass. That's pretty good and, too. I, as long as it's not Cherokee Outlaw by Tim McGraw. <laughs> all right. See, I thought about that. Let me if you go back to the original Cherokee Outlaw, but why is everybody crap on Tim McGraw for? Why? You know, I like Tim McGraw. I just don't like that song because he recorded, he copied the song and just. I'm an Indian outlaw, half Cherokee and Choctaw, my baby. She's a Chippewa. Oh, stop singing, please. Anyway. Please stop singing. Why do people listen to this show? Because Why did we have 952 downloads last month? Because, because of stuff like this? This would turn people off. Because it's a fever dream and a train wreck every episode. Am I the train wreck part? I think you're a fever dream, too. <laughs> hey, uh, um, Loy. In all yep. seriousness, uh, I'm sure there's uh, nothing else you'd rather be doing than being a part of this degree team, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, this is – like, This is bit. it. Todd yeah, and I have, have been searching for what we live for, and we found out – I used to think I wanted to be purple one day. I wanted purple. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now I could care less. I know what I'm supposed to be doing, and it's this show. But I imagine for oh, yeah. you, it's the degree team. Correct. Uh, like awesome. I said, if I, if I could do that as a full-time job, I would. Oh, me too. If I could do this full-time, it'd be great. But I don't I'm, know. I'm not Joe Rogan. If that, <laughs> maybe we can go from 952 to 9,052 a month, maybe, and then we yeah. could make it full-time job. <laughs> yeah, maybe. If I could, if we get somebody to pay for the episode, it'd be all right. But, <laughs> but uh, Lord, as far as the, the um, Native American population in Oklahoma, I, it, how many uh, – Basically, what percentage of Masons are Native Americans in Oklahoma, you think? Is there a lot of Native Americans interested in Freemasonry? That's that younger, the younger generation, I take it? I don't know the percentage 
of Native Americans that are Freemasons, but I'm sure it's quite a few. Okay. Well, the population being um, that large. Right. It has um, to be, but... Um, I mean, are you guys bringing in a lot of younger uh, Native American men right now, or is it mostly some of the older guys who... I mean, what, well, what, what are you seeing in Jinx right now? I know you had a degree here not too long ago, I think. Uh, here in Jinx, we're... It is getting younger. Uh, we're not doing the 75-year-old guys anymore. It's now 30 to 35 to 40-year-olds. You know, it's that it's that next generation. It's the inter- generation between me and my son. Okay. My, my son is 21. He's a master mason. We actually raised him on the 100th anniversary of my lodge getting his charter. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's outstanding. That's the stuff we like to hear. Yeah, I like that. And after this podcast, I'm actually going to, I've got a 50-year pen that I'm going to slip into the time capsule with a note to him, telling him how proud I am, and that he can can have someone read it to him in 50 years because my son's legally blind. Oh, okay. So he may or may not be able to read it at that point, but somebody will be able to read him the letter that I'm going to, that I'm going to say for him. If, I, if I'm still here, I'll be right. 99 years old. Oh, well, so, maybe. With, techno- with medical technology, you're probably still around. <laughs> I could be. But, like I said, we'll see. Well, uh, um, that's interesting you say uh, you're so legally blind because in Indiana, we have a, a, a special, uh, I guess, lodge. If, you know, I call it a degree team, but we have a special lodge called Bars Made Us under dispensation. And what they do is they, if a say a, a prospective member or a EA or something like that has a disability or a handicap of some sort, they will go there and put on the degree, and they have the uh, the permission from the Grand Lodge to alter the floor work, and not, not the ritual, just the floor work to be able to uh, accommodate that brother and everything. Um, is there anything in Oklahoma like that? I mean, I mean, I think I'm pretty sure we're the only state that has the actual lodge dedicated to helping right you're, handicap handicap um, brothers. He knows about it. Does he? Mm-hmm. Hmm. But uh, that's cool. As far okay. as a, a lodge here in Oklahoma, we don't have one. But the grand masters here are, like I said, I know the one that we we had for my son. Here it was uh, Scott Vincent, and most worshipful Scott told me I I could do whatever I needed to to make sure that. My son Nathan was able to uh, get the um, knowledge that he needed. Okay. So um, when we would do the dew garden, when we when we would teach him the dew garden sign, we actually turned him around to the senior warden, who was able to stand right in front of him and give him more cues, okay. so that he could see what was going on, and then turn him back around, and then continue on that's awesome I'm, so, I'm, yeah, glad, I'm glad lodges do that or grand lodges are letting us do that now because i know back in the day if you had a handicap they weren't gonna let you in sometimes if you didn't have a hand you weren't doing it. How, how else would yeah. you yeah i met a brother from canada one time he said that's one of their big deals is they got to show your hand and if you're missing a finger sometimes they won't let you be a be a mason in canada now that, i'm pretty really? sure it's passed now but it's something like the I guess slaves back in the day, they to show that they were a slave, they cut off a piece of their pinky or something like that. Uh, this has been 25 years ago he told me this, and I've drank a lot since then. So I may have forgot some parts of the story. <laughs> I mean, 
in theory, as I look, the pinky is not all that big. I guess I wouldn't. Yeah, but but that's that's a big part of the Canadian ritual. They hold that hand up to show they're a, a free man or something like that. So mm. that's kind of different. Choppy chopping your different. pinky. <laughs> but yeah, but have, I've been I've been lodged with blind maces before. I've been there, guys with uh, wheelchairs. Little Vincent had a past master who was uh, basically a quadriplegic. And they had to have uh, their state meetings like in their dining hall for a year because of him. So, brother Loy, something that just came to just came to me. I know you told us a story about Maine, uh, kind of off the same skin as that, but a little different. Throughout all your travels, whether it be with the degree team or the few times you travel just on your own, what brother stands out? As somebody you met in a different area, and it's like, wow, you not us. It ain't a. I promise you, it ain't us. Dang it! But what? <laughs> like, is there a particular brother or a story you got about about a brother you met? Like, I'm never gonna forget that particular brother. Man, this was an experience, or man, this was. He was a character. We had a good laugh. I mean, you've met a lot of people throughout your travels. You got one in particular that sticks out as something like, I'm never forgetting that guy. Actually, there is two guys, and they're they're from the same state, and they're and they travel a lot together. And that's most worshipful, brother Jeff Haas, and brother Chad Robinson. Where are Both they from? Of brothers, Delaware. Delaware. And uh, the reason I say that is when we did my 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 son's master mason degree, they came from Delaware just to be here for his degree. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's what you don't forget right and, there. You don't forget and that. he was a sitting grand master at the time. That'd be awesome. So, of course, when I found out he's coming, I have to call my grand master. And my grand master was going to be about four hours across the state that day. And he says, don't worry, I'll be there. Oh, wow. And, okay. <laughs> so, like I said, I had two sitting grand masters in the room when my son was right. That's awesome right there, yeah. Uh, we have uh, we have a deputy grandmaster here uh, down our area right now. He'll be grandmaster next year. And every time I see him in degree, I always try to tell the candidate, he "says Look at here, you, you must be something special. You got a deputy grandmaster here." <laughs> Who will be a guest on the show? Oh, sometimes everybody's soon. asking why he's not on the show this year. Well, because we told him we're waiting until next year when he's when he's a big dog. When he's a big dog, <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. But Dave Morgan, he he, uh, he travels around quite a bit. He sits in the east. He, participates a lot of the degrees and everything he's really good uh, in the east for uh, the second section of masturbation so but yeah i always tell him he's like i'm ready to come on I'm like let's just wait till next year dave so we can hear what you really mean Lloyd, <laughs> we didn't even ask you and i think you talked about this before you you are members of other appendant bodies or you're so busy with the degree team you don't have time for the other appendant bodies I am a member of the York Rite. That's what I thought because uh, he was asking me about my. You was asking me about my York Rite, and um, I'm just a member of the chapter because that's all you have to have a set lodge yeah. around the world. Yeah, true. You have to have the, as far as or, or, uh, at least in Oklahoma, you have to have that the, that that first degree in uh, York Rite in order to finish finish you out. You told me that I would enjoy my Mark Master degree. Oh, yeah. Loy, and uh, 
So well, you recently got yours. Yeah, I just got my Mark Master degree. The virtual past masters coming up. Uh, <laughs> at, by the time they hear this, it's already happened. But the the virtual past master degree is coming up uh, this week. Where are they doing that at? It'd be a Honeybird again. Oh, okay, but uh, for me and all I've been craving and the things I've been seeking and wanting, and just trying to remember what it felt like to be a to be a 20 year old kid again the night i seen i got raised and i seen the second half of the master <laughs> i i got that experience again that feeling again when i took the mark master degree and uh talk about a beautiful uh you were right Lloyd. you said I'll, I'll enjoy it and and i did it was it was awesome i was like wow this was something special uh rob Hendricks, if you're listening uh you know what you did without giving too much away i almost lost an appendage because of you don't think i haven't forgot about that but uh no wonder you wanted me to be the one all right i see it i almost lost an appendage we'll leave it at that because i don't know what kind of lines i can skewer here with a dependent body versus but uh i almost lost an appendage which is okay <laughs> we've all been through it uh but uh yeah so I was just want to tell you you were right. I enjoyed it. It was it was a lot of theater. It was some theater of the mind too, and oh, yeah. it was an absolutely phenomenal experience. And uh, like I said on my Facebook post, which you've seen, I I, sh- I should have done this years ago, but I, in a way, I'm glad I waited 15 years till I'm in my mid 30s doing this now because I think I'm going to have a better appreciation for it. Well, I wish so, I had been a one day class going through York, right? Because when I did, I was a uh, Go through the chairs of the grotto, and I was a master of my lodge all at the same time. And I thought, well, I already paid my money. I got my petition in, but I can never make the degrees down there. And so I said, well, hey, you can go to this one-day class. Get get all your chapter council and commander in one day. And I'm like, sounds good. And that was a long, long day <laughs> to get all the degrees in one day. I mean, it was, oh, it was horrendous. <laughs> but I wish I'd gone through one day. Not one day, but go through one at a time. And got all done that way. I think it'd have been more enjoyable, right? But I did sit. I did. I was the actual exemplar for the virtual past master's degree since I was the only master in the class. <laughs> Which you know wasn't nothing like my actual past master's degree, right? Which hey, uh, Lloyd, you guys do that? In Oklahoma, do you have the, an actual past master's degree for anyone going to the east? No. All right, Indiana, you have to have the. Uh, you have to have that. You actual, have to have it before you can sit in the east. Yeah, before you can sit in the east, being elected as master, to be not not before you sit there, before you get installed, you have to have a past master's degree they put on, and it's basically like the the virtual past master's degree. But but yeah, it's a it's it's a trip. <laughs> I don't know of any other state that does that except for us. So I was just kind of curious who cool. who else does that. And Jerry just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, we um, we 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 do, I you know we do help the senior warden as he's getting right, right. You know the east or you know whatever, but you know, I I, I tend to make a deal with these guys that I teach. You know, since I am one of the three instructors of the work here again. Yeah. Um, I make a deal with these guys. If you ever make it to the east. You leave this dumb past master alone, and that's outside the door. Yep. You know. <laughs> all right, all right. So, um, uh, Brother Greg Sidwells came out and visited visited you guys not too long ago, right? Yeah, actually, he was here last Tuesday. Okay, yeah. 
You know, he always surprised me. He showed up at our lodge, uh, not this last day, but stayed with me before, and had no idea he was coming. He just walks in. I'm like, well, who is that? Because, of course, I'm outside of the banquet hall. And I finally realized, holy crap, that's Greg Sidwell. What are you doing here? He goes, oh, I just figured I'd go out and stretch my legs. Like, what the hell, walk? Well, it's about he, um, two and a half hours uh, from his house. Oh, uh, I said it was. It, it was a long journey. It was a longer journey for him to come to me than it was to you. I guarantee you. Oh yeah, I'm sure. But um, he actually had a friend who had a um, Native American regalia belt. That's from 1921. Yeah, he was telling me that one time. That he wanted to get back in Native hands. So. Um, like I said, I, I was re-listening to podcasts and you know from Altamont, and I it it it, it clicked in my head. And so I contacted him, and said, "Do you still have the belt? And how can I get a hold of it?" You know, he goes, "Yeah, I still have it," and or it's his friend still had it, and yeah. so, but uh, he made him and uh, Brother Kendall made the trip down and. Brought several things with them, and as far as Native American type um, tools and arrowheads and oh wow, all kinds of good stuff. And so it looks like I'll be in the market for another display case since we've got. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said I bought one years ago from the from the uh, Job's daughters when they were getting rid of it, and uh, so that that has all my personal stuff in it. Oh, wow. That I've collected over the years that I leave on display here at the lodge. Okay. We have a, we have another one that uh, has some of the stuff that came back from the UK with the team back in the day, the five times we went over there. Right. And so it's got, you know, different things from different lodges. You go gavels, setting malls. Working tools, um, just all kinds of uh, different things. We've got aprons. Um, we even have a uh, scorecard from uh, St. Anne's. Oh, wow. Where they took the team, the guys golfed out to St. Anne's where they play the British Open sometimes. Oh, that'd be awesome. And let them, and let them play on the course. Oh, wow. So I have... Uh, a brother who's passed, yeah, yeah. I have his scorecard, and it, it's, you know, it, it 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 just serves to remind us that you know we do get some perks. Oh yeah, and to enjoy them while we can. Okay. Well, uh, what can you tell me about that belt? Greg called me one night, and um, well, he asked me about the grotto more than anything. But then he mentioned that you guys had that belt. He had that belt and everything had numbers on it. Was there anything that uh, was, you know, that you could recognize from it, like where it was from or what it was for? Or? It's it's just a belt to hold hold your regalia together okay. at your waist. But it is a of a, I would say it's probably of a um, Navajo um, background. Just by the pattern, uh, but it has a number 10, 14, 21 on it. Yeah. And there's a dot between the 14 and the 21. So, and any idea what that means? means? 
to me, it almost has to be a date. Yeah, I would think so. What that October? So October nineteenth, nineteen twenty one. Yeah, uh, or or even earlier. But these beads are extremely old. You can tell that they're old. They're not. Yeah. The seed beads that we normally be with today. Okay. Yeah, he was telling me about it. I'm like, well, that's something pretty to show those guys because, you know, one of them might be a Native American historian of some type and who knows. And I thought maybe they'd be one to, to ask the questions of. And they say he's going to bring it. Then I asked him that day if he brought it. And he's like, no, the guy didn't give it to me or so. I forget what, what all happened that day. But he was so busy, he couldn't hardly talk to anybody. But, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah, that belt, it's like, he sent me a picture. I'm like, man, I, I don't know. I don't, don't know much about it. I don't know arrowheads, but that's about it. But, but yeah, he was, uh, it, he, it sounded interesting. I, I would love to actually know the actual history behind it, but we'll probably never right. know now. No. Well, it's a, some of these arrowheads are, you can tell that they're hunting arrowheads, and some of them are so small, they're almost weave weaving oh yeah you know yeah i got a uh, uh a friend of my dad's down in neosho missouri uh right there kind of on the border of oklahoma missouri and everything and he goes out probably once a week he'll find four or five uh, arrowheads right at his property down there and he yeah, i guess he has a hell of a place up is is uh, uh he has a hunting lodge somewhere around around his property and he has all the arrowheads all laid out, and he said he found some we thought were axe heads at one point, and knives, and I've never been that lucky. I think I found one arrowhead my entire life, and he finds like four or five a week. I'm like, dang it, I did, I was not that lucky. I don't look down enough, I guess. I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, like I said, I, I live in Oklahoma, and they should be prevalent around here. Oh, should be. And- <laughs> I don't recall ever finding one, so like then, but then again, I'm like you. I'm I'm rarely looking down. Yeah. <laughs> now I know it's about that time for uh, uh, football and everything coming around. So uh, last time I was in Jinx, I, I kept seeing uh, things about the, the Jinx High School football team. I guess you guys are a pretty big powerhouse football team around there in Oklahoma, aren't you? We we're still somewhat of a powerhouse here. Um, we're not the dominant team that we was in 2000s and the the teens. Right. Um, we're still um, one of the top four teams in the state, I would say. Oh, wow, yeah. But, but we're not the most dominant one. Yeah. My, uh, my cousin was telling me that he, you know, he was a big football baseball player down in Missouri and everything, but he was – I was – just getting into coaching, coaching then, and uh, he told me, "Yeah, Jinx got one hell of a team. They're like number one, number two in the state every year." I'm like, "Holy crap!" I mean, and of course, Jinx is a bigger high school, also. I assume so. Right. You know, I come from a little base school. I think I graduated like 116 kids. So, you know, we're well, I, we're, we're a pretty think, small school. <laughs> I think there was 213 in my graduating class. So yeah. Oh well. But I didn't graduate from Jinx either. I graduated from Tahlequah, so. Oh, okay. All right. Now, I was in a yeah. town one time. I was driving a semi picking up, uh, uh, like, old uh, excavating equipment, and, you know, industrial equipment, they call it. And I stopped in a town called Oogala, Oklahoma. Oogala? 
maybe that's how you say it. I don't know, but uh, with that little town, everything and the, it just struck me name. Everybody, like, oh, you're going to Ogallala? I said, no, that's in Nebraska. I said, this is Ugala or I don't know what it is, but are you still yeah. recording? Yeah, we're still recording. I'm sorry, I, I had to take it. It was the girls. So. We're talking about Oklahoma stuff here. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't mean to walk away. Some professionals, <laughs> hell, but I had to take a call from. There's some stuff going on. Hey, uh, we were talking about the little town of, uh, how do you say that name? Oogalala or Oogalala? Oogalala. 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 Yeah, which I thought was the strangest name for a town, but. We live in a town called Bird's Eye. Yeah, but it's Bird's Eye. You know what that means? Oogalala. No idea. <laughs> no idea where that come from. It, it's all natives. Oh, I'm I, sure. I, I could not tell you what it stands for off the top of my head. But. Yeah. I missed about 15 minutes of good content. I'll have to find it in post-production. Yeah, it'd be all right. But, you know, I've been to more Oklahoma. I've been to Jinx and Tulsa. I had a good time in Tulsa. I really did. Can Living you, on Tulsa time. Stop singing, please. Living. No, I got, well, I we to, actually, go ahead. believe it or not, every time we go to Texas, when we go to Texas and we go to around the Dallas area and we're at Hella Shrine, yeah. They have an awesome band down there, and, and uh, we get them to play Living on Tulsa Time almost every time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I went and saw uh, Ragweed play at Kane's Ballroom, and uh, I discovered a Monster and Jaeger that night, and it wasn't a very good night for me. I, got, I had to get, no. I, got, I got walked out of Kane's Ballroom that night. So. <laughs> <laughs> I had fun, but it wasn't a good morning, I know that. <laughs> But yeah, I got to go backstage and actually meet the band and my cousin somehow got his backstage passes for that one. But but Kay's Ballroom, that, that whole like, that whole area down there was just neat as hell. I love I'd love Tulsa. I'd go back here again in a heartbeat. If I could afford it. <laughs> Everything okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, just okay. uh, sorry. Uh, that, there's some stuff going on I haven't really told anybody. I got some yeah. Stuff going on with all three kids. It's just, it's just all kind of hit at once. It's been hell week, anyways. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just sending a message to the ex-wife. I know my daughter's in volleyball, and my son's got another doctor's appointment. It's just, I wish we recorded these during the week, but there's just no way we could do that and all that. We've only done a couple of during the week recording sessions. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, I don't really want to put a bow on Brother Loy here. I'd love but, to talk to him for a while, but I mean, there's. It was your idea to do another marathon session. <laughs> Keep spank banking. Hey, we don't have to go all night. Nah, that's what she said. <laughs> uh, so, Loy, you know how this usually goes, and there's there's no right answer, there's no wrong answer, but eventually we're all going to lay down our working tools. And, you know, when you're called to that celestial lodge above, what do you hope that people think of when they think of you as a Freemason? What do you hope your lasting impact has been? What kind of impact do you hope to leave behind? I hope people will remember me fondly. Um, the lessons that I've tried to teach, just whether you know I'm teaching them or not, um, I still have a, a mentor that lives out in California that comes to Oklahoma for Grand Lodge every year, uh, Brother Robin. And uh, he, he's still, you know, st he's still teaching me. He's still imparting wisdom to me. And I hope 
that when I'm gone that they will be able to look back on me with fondness and think, well, that old fart, he knew what he was talking about. <laughs> so I hope, I hope that's what, it, I hope that's how they remember me. I am, good answer, by the way. I am extremely blessed to have met you. Oh, yeah. I've met so many people, uh, not just since I came back two years ago, you know, which, by the way, it's September 10th. It was two years ago today that I lost my grandfather. Oh. So, you know, he was the whole reason I came back. Uh, I met you uh, next month. It'll be two years since I met you. But uh, since I came back, more so specifically since the show was launched in November, We've met hundreds of brothers. Oh, yeah. And I, I have a unique connection with, with each of them. I am so thankful, Loy, that I got to meet you. And I just thought you were part of this degree team. I didn't think we were really going to talk a whole lot after the degree. But, man, you and I. Uh, Loy wants some Sanders processing food. Oh, yeah? He's loving the, <laughs> these pictures of the bra. I might not work there anymore. I might have walked out. The only job in my life I've ever walked out on without giving a two-week notice. But Good he's Lord. a fan of the brats because I've showed the pictures. There is a Philly cheesesteak brats, which he yeah. wants. Yes. And yes. those, as good as those were, I got to tell you, those pineapple teriyaki brats, they slapped. And when I say they slapped, Ooh. I mean, brother, they slapped good. Wow. I I uh, I am out of Sanders brats. I got some from the Rulers, the Kroger brats I had the other day, and it just does not compare. Nope, not good. So, but uh, I promise you, you get you guys get well, your butt back down here. I will make sure I have a variety of Sander processing brats for you. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Sounds we'll, good. We'll definitely have. We're definitely working on having you guys uh, here in Southern Indiana somewhere. We are. We County. are going to. It's gonna. We are gonna get together with the other two lodges: Line Lodge Seven Forty Three in Jasper, Dubois Lodge Five Twenty in Huntingburg. All three lodges in Dubois County, we're going to find a way to work together. We're going to pool resources together. We're yep. going to start committees. We're going to find a place to hold this. We're going to get it done because I believe we will have Master Masons traveling from hours away. I believe yeah. we could put three, four, five hundred oh, yeah. people in a building just like Greg did. I think we get a thousand if we tried hard enough. And yeah. Like you said, like said, David and I are willing to help you in any way we can. David's um, a great guy, too, oh, yeah. by the way. David Dill. Shout yeah, out David okay. Dill. <laughs> he, he, he's the baby of the clan, but he uh, you know, he's young, isn't he? he really is. He's the youngest of us all. So, uh, I just love the fact that we were talking about Brian being a Florida State Seminole Indian. Yeah, we just be a Seminole. Well, I know, but you know, that's my joke. Florida, <laughs> yeah. Florida State, because you know the Seminoles, Jimbo. Okay, and, but, but yet he's a Hook'em Horns fan in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma. The Red River Rivalry, baby. How have, how have they not ran him out of the state? I don't know. He must do good well, work or something. We, we like him too much. He, he's too easy to pick on. <laughs> They're free entertainment. No. Oh, oh yes. hey, Loy, real quick. Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. Where Where is uh, where is the state's allegiance lie there, most people? Probably uh, in Norman, Oklahoma, I'd say. Boomer We're Sooner. Yeah. Adrian I'll Peterson. This way. I'll put you this way. 89, 18, and 7. That's the record. Nice. Yeah. Wins, losses, ties. <laughs> Oklahoma State, I mean, it is not the Oklahoma State of yesteryear. Oh, no, it's not. But and they are a great team. They, they are, are a great, great team. team. Do not get me wrong. 
I am not down. You think of all the national titles and the Heisman's that Oklahoma has. The Boomer Schooner, baby. The wagon, the Crimson and Cream. Sharon IU colors, by the way. Crimson and Cream. Yeah. Uh, But Boomer Sooner, baby. Yeah. You know why Adrian Peterson signed with Oklahoma and didn't go to Texas? No idea. He said everybody at Texas was lazy. When he went to Oklahoma for his tours on campus, he said everybody in there was trying to be the hardest worker in the weight room, outworking the guy next to him. And that was a program he wanted to be a part of. Then he went and beat the shit out of his kid and then, you know, won a couple MVPs and whatever. I can't believe I just said shit on my podcast. Oh, man. Let's get deep in here now. But uh, anyways. Yeah. uh, So, in closing, uh, Brother Loy, if you'd like to introduce yourself again. And uh, I don't know exactly where the timetable release is going to be at on this. I think it might come out before your October 21st degree. So, if you want a chance to plug that, I would go ahead. You have that floor. Okay, um, I am Loy England. I'm past master of Jinx Lodge 497 in beautiful downtown Jinx America. Um, <laughs> I love that. Nice. Jinx America. <laughs> uh, there, our next two away degrees are New York City on October 14th and Anchorage, Alaska on November 21st. I don't think you can get any further apart than those two degrees. <laughs> no? You know. Not at all. <laughs> so, I hope if you've never seen us and that we're on your bucket list and you want us to come to you, reach out to me on the Facebook page. I will sit there and tell you what all it entails to get us to you. Um, do some helpful hints on how you can recoup the travel expense, you know, that, that will that you will incur plus, you know, you may be as lucky as Brother Greg and donate three thousand dollars back to the uh uh Masonic Charities Foundation. Which was awesome like, of him get up in Altamont. Oh yeah, that was great. Well, all right. Well, brother, Lowe, we'll let you get back to your Sunday afternoon here. You'll be back okay. on the show sometime, and don't oh, yeah. be surprised if I don't start reaching out to you for contact information. And we just start pulling some. He's got like I'd love to get Rusty on the show. Yeah. Rusty, okay. Rusty creeps me on Facebook all the time. He's such a great guy. <laughs> uh, Rusty's one of our newbies. So really, Rusty's a newbie. Yes. Yeah, he's such a good him guy. And, he creeps me all the time. John Cooper just uh, Cooper's all recently. over my Facebook too. Cooper's like loving everything I share. Two great guys, by the way. I know they're good. They are. I know they're listening to this. When uh, Rusty, John, I, I love you both. You guys, I enjoyed the extended conversation with you two guys after everybody went to start going checking out the guys doing the show with that refreshment. You stayed back and talked to me for a while. Uh, <laughs> shout out to them and shout out to Brother Loy. Yep. Our homie all the way out there in Jinx. Oklahoma. America. You know where Cody Jinx should live in Jinx, Oklahoma? Spelled two different ways. Just That's mm. a random thought. I'm, yeah. all, I'm on one today, like I told you. You are on one today. I give you that. <laughs> well, Brad, I will let you get back to your Sunday. Thank you for being on again with us, and we'll talk to you later. It was my pleasure, brothers. All right. Bye-bye. All right, see you. Bye. So I apologize, everybody. I had to walk out. I had a I had to take an emergency phone call from the ex wife. I've got that some happens. stuff I'm working on. Uh, wow, that was a great. That was a good episode. I like it. I, I like it too. <laughs> kind of sped up, slow down, sped up, slow down. But it was great. That's good. Uh, that's one down in the can of four two five today. So we are. Uh, 
I have to potty. Oh, okay. So we're going to... We'll make sure you get to the bathroom. That's right. So for Brother Todd... For Brother Jared. That's been another episode, a, a great episode with numerous interruptions. Oh, numerous. That's what I do. I humiliate. I bring humility. I bring humor to the show. That's what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so for Brother Todd... And Brother Jared. That's been another episode of That Other Masonic Podcast, and we will see you next time. Peace.